Hey, thanks for joining us here at the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. There's a lot of great resources there that are free and will help you grow closer to God and help you connect with the church. Right now, let's go to our lead pastor, Chris Figueretti, for this week's message. Well, hello and welcome to the Vineyard, everyone. I am so fired up this week because of what I get to talk about uh, and share with you and invite you to participate in. But before I get to any of that, I just want to take a moment and celebrate what God is doing in our church. Guys, we have come through the most chaotic, crazy year in my history anyway. I don't know. I think we could probably all say this has been the most chaotic year in, in our lifetime. Uh, and, and yet the church has come through strong. We're reaching people. We're seeing people meet Jesus. We are watching our, our numbers grow. And, uh, and God's on the move. Good things are happening. Uh, and we're having to adapt as we go. Has anybody noticed that? We're adapting as we go. Uh, you know, we adapted to meeting outside over the summer, which went very well, and people really enjoyed that. And then as we moved back inside and have gone to this church at home concept, um, it's, it, I, guys, we just need to celebrate. God's hand is upon our church. We have over 350 people participating in church at home. It's, it's amazing. And, um, and groups, new groups starting every week, and I hope to see that again. In fact, if you are not in a church at home group, you're just watching church alone, don't do church alone, do church at home. Just go to our website, vineyardwheeling.com, click on church at home, and you can sign up, and we'll have you up and running by next week. You can do this anywhere in the country, uh, anywhere you're watching, and just gather one or two other people, and you can do that. And uh, people are sharing meals together. The biggest complaint that we're getting, uh, you know, this is so cool. The, 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 the biggest challenge that our, our hosts are dealing with is getting people to leave. Uh, because I mean, that's, that's what we're hearing the most, because people just want to hang out and talk and have a meal together and talk about important stuff and what's really on their hearts and uh, about God. And it's working, guys. It's working. We just need to celebrate. So let's give God a round of applause. And, and, and hey, here's a word to you. If you're having a hard time, like you, we've only been at this for, this is our fourth week. Uh, and you've invited some people and they haven't shown up, don't get discouraged. It takes an average of seven invitations before somebody will show up to church. So just keep that in mind. We're only this four, fourth weekend. Um, and just, uh, just stay at it. Keep inviting people. And, uh, get, you know, and again, don't get discouraged if it's only a couple of you because where two or three are gathered, there he is. And, and so it's good, good stuff. Well, this week is our annual Be the Blessing weekend, and I love this weekend because I get to brag on you guys uh, and, and what you have done and what, we're, what you're about to do, uh, but I also love this weekend because I believe what we talk about this weekend, what we practice this weekend goes with us throughout the whole year, and it's at the very heart of what and who Jesus taught us to be. 
Um, so every year in the middle of November, we take a weekend and I present a whole long list of things that we're going to do to be the blessing in our community. And then I invite all of us to participate both financially and serving. So know that that's coming. This is absolutely a no pressure environment though. So no pressure, no hype, no manipulation. I'm just going to invite you to have a lot of fun. So, um, and the reason we do this, this church-wide challenge, uh, the reason we try and raise a bunch of money, the reason we serve, um, again, is, uh, well, three. I came up with three reasons why we do this, because I'm a pastor. There have to be at least three reasons. So, uh, and the first reason is, is just simply this. Being the blessing is a core teaching of our faith. Uh, it, is, it is right at the center of who and what Jesus taught us to be, what the New Testament teaches us how to live. Being the blessing is at the center of it. It was the distinguishing or one of the distinguishing factors for Christians from the very beginning and all the way along. Jesus, his most famous teaching is the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? And, and, and it, it, there's, there's a guy who stops and helps another guy who he's not supposed to hate. It's supposed to be his enemy, but he chooses not to hate, hate him. He, he cares for them or for him. He takes him to the hospital. He pays for his medical bills. He goes over and above to care for and be the blessing to someone that he's not even supposed to be the blessing Two. And at the end of that story, Jesus says to, says to his hearers, look, you need to go and do likewise. This is how life is lived following me, basically, is what Jesus said. And, and, and as we read through the New Testament, we get to, to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, and we see, we see the fruit of the Spirit. I, I really think the fruit of the Spirit is another way to just say, be, be in the blessing. It's who we want to be on our best day. Um, it's, it's what happens when God gets inside of us and in, in our hearts. He starts to, to grow these things in our lives, these traits. Let, let me read them to you. It's um, Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit, or being the blessing, looks like love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then my favorite line in that whole passage is in a, in a, against things, such things, there is no law. Like, the, 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 like you live that way, the law is not necessary, right? But ultimately, what the Spirit does inside of us, and it's a cooperative effort between us and the Spirit, so don't, don't think that it just kind of happens. We cooperate. We take steps of faith. He meets us. He, he builds these things inside of us. But what happens is we become more and more like Jesus. And we live lives of, of being the blessing, of, of blessing others. This is the picture of what a person who is being transformed by the power of God looks like. They're the blessing in whatever situation they find themselves in. In 1 Corinthians 13, you're familiar with this passage from weddings, um, but the Apostle Paul, again, I think you could take out love and put in be the blessing because love is an action word. You know, love is not just a warm, fuzzy feeling you feel in your heart. It's something that you do. If you've not read the book Love Does by Bob Goff, 
pick that book up. It is so fun. It's such a fun book. But his whole premise, I'll give you the premise of the book, but you're, read the book. Um, the premise of the book is that love is action. Love does things. It just doesn't sit around and talk about them, but it engages in practical acts of blessing and kindness. And so this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but I do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. He goes on, he says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, if I'm not being the blessing as well. And he says, he's saying, you can have all your religious stuff in order. You can have all the spiritual gifts and you can have the Bible memorized and, and, and you know, spend time every day for four hours in your prayer closet, if whatever prayer closet is. And you can come to church whenever the doors are open, but it doesn't matter a hill of beans if you're not being the blessing along the way. It's just religion the religion of the Pharisees, and Jesus was having none of that, and neither was Paul. He says it matters nothing. He says, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, it's kind, doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. The the picture is so clear through the New Testament. We are, the most important thing is love, right? The most important thing, and not just love, but love expressing itself in action. And that, we just say it around here, it's being the blessing. That's, that's, that's what it is. You know, a few weeks ago, I asked us to memorize Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, being the blessing. This is, this is how we fight our battles in this world. This is how we stand against evil. This is how we, we do life because this is what God has done for us. He has been the blessing to us all the way along and he asks us to turn around and give it away. So one of the reasons that we do Be the Blessing, this Be the Blessing weekend each year, is because this is a core part of our faith. This is what Jesus taught us, commanded us, encouraged us, the early church leaders. Again, this is who we're supposed to be. The second reason we do this is because being the blessing is a fun and powerful way to impact our community and our world. Like it has an impact Right? It, the, there's, it, it's it's kind of the secret sauce of, of Jesus' recipe to expand his kingdom, to reach the lost, to change the world. He, he, he lays this out in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. He says, neither do you do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl? Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your light shine before others. Jesus says, look, now, and I know that sometimes people are like, well, Jesus said, I thought Jesus was the light of the world. Well, Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus left, and he put his light inside of each one of us, and he said, okay, now you are responsible for shining my light in this world. And, and here he explains exactly how we do that. And again, it's a cooperation between the Spirit of God working inside of us, and there's this light that comes from having the life of Christ inside of us. But there's a practical living it out as well. And that's what Jesus says right here. He says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Guys, Jesus' secret recipe for taking over the world in 2,000 years without a shot fired was being the blessing was showing his love in practical ways, living this out in big ways and in, in small ways, in our life-on-life, life, personal relationship ways as well. It's a fun and powerful way to impact our community. You know, our, our church um, is... Um, people in the Ohio Valley know the vineyard. I meet people all the time, and they're like, yeah, I, I, I've heard of the vineyard. I, I, I got to come check that out. Everybody I meet from the vineyard is just so nice. Or you guys are so involved in the community. They've never been to anything we've done, but somehow they know that we're so involved, and we love our community, and they know that we love our community because we're constantly serving our community. That's on purpose. See, the Ohio Valley loves the Vineyard Church, because the Vineyard Church loves the Ohio Valley in practical ways. Like if we were to be zapped off the earth tomorrow, like Vineyard gone, the Ohio Valley would know it. We would be missed. And that's the way it should be. That's what Jesus, I believe, laid out for us. You know, this year we won or were awarded uh, by Youth Services Systems the Good Samaritan Award as a church which was a huge honor. I mean, if you want to honor, honor, honor us, the Good Samaritan Award, that's, that's, we're, we're trying to live up to that. But people are noticing. And, and it not only, not only is a lot of fun, but it brings glory to our Father in heaven. And that's what Jesus said. And so, that's the second reason, because it's a fun and effective way to spread the gospel. There's a third reason that we do this, and that's this, because being the blessing is often a choice at first. Like, you don't always feel like being the blessing. Like, when I'm driving down the highway, and that jack wagon, oh, did I call somebody? I'm sorry, I forgot about the last series, never mind. That person pulls in front of me, and I don't feel like being the blessing to them or letting them in or whatever. Yeah, you, we don't always feel like it. We don't always, you know, you get a bonus at work and you're like, I don't 
feel like sharing my bonus at work. I got that thing I want, you know, and, and, or, or whatever it is. We don't always feel like it. We have to make the choice. I, I said several weeks ago that a lot of what we live out as Christians is a premeditated choice because it goes against our nature. And our nature is we are a bunch of spoiled little children and we want what we want. I want it now. It's mine. Right? I mean, watch two two-year-olds play together. Mine! And that's what's at the center of all of us. That's our human nature. And Jesus said, no, don't, don't live that way. Live open-handed. Live, live this blessing kind of life. And as you do, as you make that choice, what happens is that God meets you in that. You take this step of faith and this step of obedience and he meets you in it. And as he meets you in it, you see him come through and you're like, oh my goodness, you're, you're more real than I thought. And your faith grows bigger and you become more generous and the flywheel of kindness and the flywheel of generosity gets spinning in your life. And that's part of why we do this. We want to give everybody a chance to just kind of let's push the flywheel a little bit. Let's get it going in our lives corporately and individually. And at the end of the day, my hope is not just that we do a lot of good in our community, but that when you guys are out living your life at work, uh, at the ball field, where, wherever you go, whoever you're with, that this becomes more and more and more a part of who you are and how you live. That's, that's, the, that's part of why we do this. It's a spiritual exercise, a spiritual discipline of intentional generosity, a spiritual discipline of intentional service. And as we get our eyes off ourselves, you begin to realize how much fun this can be, how life-giving it is, and how God always shows up in the midst of it. Did you know that two, the two of the highest impact, immediate gratification things that you can do are to give generously and to serve intentionally. Uh, the uh, psychological professionals, we'll call them, have studied this over and over again. And what they have found is um, that when you serve or give, or a combination of the two is even better, but when you do these things, it lowers your stress level it lowers your anxiety level. Uh, it helps with depression more so than Prozac or any other chemical antidepressant. Because when you serve and when you give generously, what happens biochemically in your body is your body releases natural hormones and chemicals that are more powerful than the ones you take in pill form. Uh, it, it makes you happy. It releases endorphins and dopamine and all kinds of, of fun things, and it makes you happy, but it doesn't just make you happy. It makes other people happy too, and not just the people who are receiving whatever that generosity or kindness is that you're extending. I mean, certainly they're impacted and they're happy, but, but, but they have found and have done the research on this. They have found that people who observe someone do, doing an act of kindness have similar biochemical reactions in their bodies. They didn't even participate. And it just spreads. Joy's contagious, guys. Amen. 
Joy is contagious. I, you know, if you've ever heard of the butterfly effect, you guys familiar with the butterfly effect? Like the, the, the waving of a butterfly's wing out in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere sends off just a little puff of air and it runs into another puff of air and they mix together and, and, and there's this ripple effect and eventually you end up with, with a hurricane in the Atlantic somewhere, right? And it all started with the waving of a butterfly's wing. Well, this is the blessing effect. One act and it ripples, and you don't know where it goes. You don't even get to see the story, but here's what I know is absolutely true. We can change the culture of our community. If, if all the people in the Ohio Valley that called Vineyard Home decided that, you know what? Eyes are on others, and I am going to look for opportunities to be the blessing. It will, it will ripple. It will change the culture of our community, which I think that's part of what we're here to do. So, go and be the blessing. So this is, this is kind of a two-part message. One part is like a personal vision. Go change the world. Go be the blessing everywhere you go. Remind yourself, eyes on others, follow Jesus. And then the second part of this message is corporately, and I think there's power in doing stuff like this corporately as well, which is why we do it. Um, let's do some good this year. So I wanna just give you a rundown of, of what our projects are for the year. Um, as, uh, as always, I guess always we've been doing this for years and years. I can't even remember how many years we've been doing it. But we have uh, Operation Christmas Child is one of our Be the Blessing projects that we do. Uh, and it's been a little awkward this year because we've not been gathering in person. And so if you haven't gotten a shoebox yet, it's not too late. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me explain. Um, there's a ministry called Samaritan's Purse out of Boone, North Carolina, and they collect shoeboxes full of toys for kids on the other side of the world who will not get a Christmas present this year. The, the poverty is, is mind-blowing if you've ever been to some of these countries. But what they invite you to do is to fill a shoebox with a bunch of toys that you can get at the dollar store or wherever, and you pack it in the shoebox, and you bring it to the vineyard, and you drop it off, and we'll pack it up, and we'll put it on a truck, and we'll ship it all the way to the other side of the world. And a kid who wouldn't have gotten anything gets some of the greatest presents they're going to get in their lifetime, along with the message of Jesus and the opportunity to open the real gift of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ. And so it's awesome. You know, you pray for your kid as you're packing your shoebox uh, and you're wondering, well, how, how do I participate? Well, it's not hard, but you only have a week to do it, okay? Uh, the, uh, the shoeboxes are available at Warden Run Road at our building. Uh, many of our hosts, our uh, church at home hosts, will have boxes in the living room so you can get them there. You can go to Hobby Lobby and get them at Hobby Lobby because they're participating too. Um, but you need to drop them off uh, at the outreach outfitter or at the church during operating hours um, the week, uh, this week, the 16th through the 23rd. And, uh, and we'll get them all packed up. And we're actually, we have, this is really cool. We need to give these people a round of applause. The, uh, the folks, uh, we have a whole team of folks who every year go down, uh, hang out in our warehouse and receive these boxes for our whole region and pack up thousands of these boxes and put them on a truck and sort them, organize them, pray for them. Let's give those folks a round of applause. 
So, I want to challenge you to participate with that. It's worth doing. It will grow. It's one of those things where you step out and you little step of faith, and then God just grows your heart in the middle of it. It's 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 really cool, you know. And uh, so, Operation Christmas Child is one of our projects, uh, and then we've got a bunch of organizations or other projects that we're partnering with this year, uh, and s- several of which we partner with every year because we found some really good organizations to work with. Um, the Winter Freeze Shelter uh, is a ministry of youth services systems to the homeless in our community, and they provide a place every year during the coldest months of the year for our homeless population to get off the streets and be warm and not freeze to death on the streets of Wheeling. I personally have a very strong conviction that as long as we're here, nobody should freeze to death on the streets of Wheeling. There needs to be a place for them to go. But our part in that is providing the food. And so we, we cook about 80% of the food they need to get through the winter. They feed about 55 people every night for, I don't know, uh, 60 to 90 days, depending on the winter. We cook all that food, or 80% of it, um, in a week, and we stick it in Ziegenfelder's popsicle warehouse, and uh, they freeze it, and they warm it up, and guys, it's a huge, hairy project. We have a whole team of people who come. This is a volunteer opportunity. If you're interested in cooking, you can come and volunteer with that. Every year, somebody donates a cow. I think we have three different people bringing beef in this year. Very high-quality, high-nutrition meals, uh, a warm meal, a warm bed, and Jesus loves you. It's such a, a, a cool project, and we're going to do it again this year. Uh, and th- that leads me to our next project, which is related, um, which is what we're calling Homeless Church. Hi, Homeless Church. Um, a homeless, homeless Church, we don't, we don't have a good name for it yet, so that's what we're calling it now, uh, or for now. But when we started meeting down at the waterfront, some of the homeless population wheeling, they, they stay down or, or on the waterfront. And so they started coming to church, which has been really cool. And we got to baptize some folks over the summer. It's been, it's been a really cool journey. But when we decided to come back inside because it was going to be too cold, we said, what are we going to do with them? Well, because of our relationship with youth services systems, they gave us a room in their building to host a church, or a church at home service for the homeless population. And we're like, well, we'll throw some equipment in there real quick. And, and uh, Susan Brosman uh, is, uh, is, is hosting that particular site. Guys, over the last couple of weeks, we've had between 30 and 45 people show up for Homeless Church. Yeah, it's been amazing. And it's getting difficult to feed everybody and because uh, we have volunteers cooking and that's a lot of people to cook for. So what we're going to do, part of what you give this year is going to go to uh, putting in some permanent equipment to make that site what it needs to be. It's going to go to making food. Our food team is not only going to do the, uh, the free shelter, but we're going to make breakfast casseroles to get through till summer uh, for Homeless Church. And, um, and, uh, and we're also going to be doing uh, the Alpha Course midweek with them, which will be another meal that we're going to prepare uh, for them. So that's, um, that's coming, and part of, uh, part of your, your uh, whatever you give to be the blessing this year will go to that. Our next, pro- our next partner is Madison Elementary School, and I love Madison Elementary School. Um, 
Madison Elementary, uh, Wheeling Island. It's one of the most traumatized schools. It is the most traumatized school in the state. Uh, I've done some mentoring there, uh, and I've got about 20 people in the church who have done mentoring. It's been very difficult to do mentoring this year, but building relationships with some of these kids and the stories, you would not believe. You would not believe what these kids are living through. And um, the principal and many of the teachers are, um, they're there because it's their ministry. They love Jesus and they love these kids. And it is a privilege, a privilege to walk with them in any way we can, support them, resource them any way we can. And we have uh, Barb Randolph is, uh, is our, our liaison because she's a teacher there, but she comes to church here and and Barb, Barb, hi Barb, uh, Barb and I, you know, could sit down and make a long list of all the stuff that we've done over the years with them. But we're going we're gonna to do more this year. Um, we're going to be, uh, one of the things they asked for was uh, uh, kind of a reading initiative book nooks. Uh, and so I talked to Andrea, the principal, the other day, and I said, how many do you really want? Because they were saying, well, if we could get like two. Well, what we need is we need like 35 of them. So we're going to try and we might even be building 35 of them. So sign up your church at home group to, to build one. But we're going to be providing book nooks this year so kids can, can hang out and read and just kind of have their own safe space to, to do that in. I don't know. When I was a kid, I loved climbing inside of Fort 2 and just hanging out in there. So uh, we're going to do a basketball clinic for them this winter in partnership with House of the Carpenter. Uh, in their new gym facility. Uh, and for the kids at Madison, we did that last year. Jay Morris led that, and uh, we're going to do it again. It was a fantastic program. We're going to be helping them out with some Christmas programs. We're going to be decorating the school with some really cool and encouraging artwork. Uh, and we're trying to figure out a virtual mentoring program because the kids are really missing that connection with the mentors. So we're trying to figure that out too. So all of that is, uh, is Madison Elementary School, and then there's always something that comes up that we can jump on and, and do, and so we're, we're excited, like, Madison, give us more to do. We, we love doing stuff for Madison. Um, fourth program is Wellspring Crisis Pregnancy Center. Uh, Wellspring's located in Moundsville, and um, they exist to help women who are pregnant make the choice to keep their babies and not abort them. They have saved countless lives over the years. Uh, they provide counseling, support, uh, education, encouragement, as well as meet very practical needs. Uh, like, I don't have a crib, I don't have a car seat, I, I, I need diapers, I need formula, whatever else. And so we're going to, part of, part of our giving this year for Be the Blessing, we'll just go to buying some of those things so they have what they need to minister the moms that they're ministering to, and it is a privilege to be associated with and, and, uh, and connected with Wellspring. And this is our fourth year, I believe, working with them. Um, the fifth project is, uh, it's, it's not a program, uh, it's, uh, it's an addiction, our, our response to the addiction crisis in our community. Uh, there's a, a, a drug overdose in our country every three minutes. Um, in the Ohio Valley, it is out of control, uh, as we all know. We've all been touched by it in one way, shape, or form. And um, 
we have been praying and asking God for a long time, how do we respond? What do we do? Do we jump in with somebody else? Do you want us to do something through the church? What do you want? We need to be led in this. Uh, and uh, over the last couple of years, we've developed a relationship with Chris Dew, uh, who preached last weekend, and Chris uh, just finished a book and released it called the, the Real Answer to Addiction. He's working on developing, he has developed a Bible study that goes along with that, and he's working with a church in South Carolina that he's associated with, as well as us, to develop a kind of a ministry around all of that and a support for addicts and, and, and whatnot. And so um, some of our, some of our resource from Be the Blessing will go to continuing. Right now he's walking with a group of people who are either interested or recovering addicts, and we're just sowing the seeds and tilling the ground and getting things ready, and we need to be able to keep doing that. Uh, our sixth partner is House of the Carpenter. Uh, I talked to Mike Linger over at the House of the Carpenter the other day. If you don't know what, what House of the Carpenter is, it is a... Uh, they have a building next to the suspension bridge and they provide food and clothing and educational resources and programming for the people on Wheeling Island and the surrounding area. And a uh, fantastic organization. They do great work. Um, and every year we have done a food drive to, to raise food for them. And I talked to Mike just the other day and he was telling me that they are expecting supply chain issues come January among the food banks. And he's like, because I called him and said, Mike, do you, got, do you guys, do you, do you want the food? <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh yeah. He goes, we need as much as we can get. We really need to, to stock the shelves. So we're going to do double stuff, double stuff the truck this year uh, in partnership with Respects. Instead of one weekend outside of Respects, we're doing two. Uh, and that will be in December, the first two weekends in December. You can sign up and volunteer and take a time slot. And basically we hand uh, sheets of this is what they need at the house of the carpenter to people on the way in. And they bring food out and we stuff the truck. And then you can bring food as well. And we'll, we'll double, quadruple stuff the truck. We'll fill that sucker. Last, last year, we did over three tons of food. It was amazing. And... Um, yeah, every year they're just kind of like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, we got some of the most generous people in the Ohio Valley. It's awesome. So uh, that will be an opportunity to stretch yourself and being the blessing as well in the days to come. Um, our seventh project is the Underground Church in Vietnam. Now, this is one that's outside of our, our immediate area, but certainly a group of people we're very at uh, attached to and connected with. Uh, we have, you may not know this, but we have been working with the underground church in Vietnam for over 10 years. We, we send money every month to help put pastors through a pastor's training school over there, which is illegal. It's, this is international, you know, intrigue. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, so in Vietnam, it's a communist country. And so the only churches that are legal are the ones that are controlled by the state. Um, so these, these are not controlled by the state, uh, so they're technically illegal, and uh, I could tell you stories about being over there and stuff that's happened. It's pretty fun. Uh, we were scared there for a minute. But anyway, um, so much cool stuff going on in Vietnam right now. Church is expanding. It's growing. 
Uh, these house churches all over the country. Some of them are growing quite large. I'm not sure how they're pulling it off, uh, but God's on the move. Uh, and there's two things that we're going to do um, as part of Be the Blessing this year. One is they've just had a string of floods come through central Vietnam and have wiped out some of the villages where our churches are. And those churches are going to need to rebuild. But even before then, they need some food and water and, and those kinds of things. So we're going to send resources to, so that the churches on the ground in Vietnam can be the blessing to their community. So we're not just going to be a blessing here. We're going to be a blessing there and equip the church to really be the hero in that situation. And our dollars go very far in Vietnam. Um, the other thing that we're going to do is there are five churches that are at a point where they need some equipment uh, and we've done this before and it's been super high impact um, but we're gonna we're gonna if the, the money comes in we're gonna buy equipment for all five of those churches uh, and basically it's you know you, you're gonna think really they don't have that no they don't have that so a big screen television it will be the only big screen television in the village. Uh, people, where we've done this before, people come to watch the Jesus movie, to do the Alpha course, or to watch another movie and just hang out with Christians, and it's kind of a magnet for the whole community. Um, so big screen television and a computer for the pastors so that they can prepare sermons, so that they can show video content and, and all of that. And so, um, yeah, so... Uh, Part of our giving this year and be the blessing will go to uh, the underground church. Uh, number eight, health right. Uh, we support health right. We're, we're rolling that into our be the blessing. Uh, they're congregations of caring. If you don't know what health right does, they provide free health care services for those who don't have access to health care in the Ohio Valley. This is a vital community service uh, and it's a great organization. Um, and a service that we want to be a part of making sure is available to everybody in the Ohio Valley. And so part of our money will go to that. Uh, our ninth partner is uh, Young Life, Capernaum. Now, I have been, I, when I was in high school, I was deeply impacted by the ministry of Young Life, and there are several people in our church who have been. Um, lots of people in our church have been. Um, Capernaum, specifically, this this part of Young Life ministers to kids with special needs. Uh, so they work, they work with, with, with uh, kids with Down syndrome or physical uh, limitations or whatever, and they do camps and they provide social opportunities and they're doing some just really cool things. But most importantly, they are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with these kids and it is just awesome. So part of our giving is going to go to to Young Life Capernaum. And then lastly, our last partner is uh, Russell Nesbitt uh, Services. And if you're not familiar with Russell Nesbitt, they work with the adult special needs population in the Ohio Valley, providing things like um, job services, find meaningful employment, uh, just basic care, um, all kinds of, just making sure that folks with special needs, adults with special needs in the Ohio Valley, especially if they don't have family to help take care of them are taken care of in our community. And this is really important. So um, what we get to do each year uh, with the Russell Nesbitt gang, and if you've not been to this, you need to go sometime. They throw a Christmas party every year and Santa Claus shows up with a big bag of presents 
and the place goes wild. It's awesome. You talk about big monster smiles on, on the sweetest, the faces of the sweetest people on the planet. It is so very cool. And we get to buy all the Christmas presents. And so we've done this now for several years. We're going to do it again. So those are the, the, the programs, the projects, the things we're going to be doing. Uh, this will unfold over the next four weeks, four to six weeks, uh, and we'll keep you posted on how you can serve and all that. And I'm going to encourage you today to sign up to serve in just a minute. Um, but what we typically do and what we're doing this year is this is the big weekend. This is the big give weekend. And we try and raise a bunch of money to do this. Now, you're wondering, I know you are. In fact, I can see you asking right now. You're asking, how much does all this cost? Well, I've got good news for you. For the low price, but wait. No, 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 no. For the low price of $55 a person, we get to do all this. We, we can cover all of this. Uh, $55 a person. Now, here's what I know. Some of you can do way more than $55, and I want to challenge you to do way. We always go over and above our goal because you guys are amazing, uh, and I want to challenge you if, if you're able to. The whole point of, of all of the, well, one of the points of all of this is to stretch ourselves in generosity. And so stretch yourself in generosity. And if you can do more than 55 do more than 55. And if you can't, because there's some of us who don't have that kind of resource, and that's okay. That's okay. Don't, don't. But do what you can. Do what you can. Don't sit on the sideline. Like every single one of us could probably come up with 50 cents. So, or, or 25 cents, whatever it is. But here's what I want to ask you to do. Ask God. Ask him. What should I do? And whatever you feel like he impresses upon you, do that and trust him for the results. It'll be awesome. Um, there's going to be volunteer opportunities as well. And so uh, we'll be assembling reading nooks, uh, collecting food at Respects. You'll be able to sign up to do that. And, of course, making food. And if you want to be on the making food team, absolutely sign up this week because we need to get, get you a food handler's permit and there's a process that it's not hard, you can do it, um, but, uh, but we need to get moving on that. So we'll be cooking all of that um, in the first week of December as well. So guys, let's do this. Let's do this vineyard. Let's give till it feels good, volunteer to help out. Guys, God has blessed us individually, and he has blessed us as a congregation in such amazing ways. And it's not for no reason. He's blessed us to be the blessing. He's blessed us to share his love, to share his resource, to share his kindness with other people. God has, if God has blessed you, be the blessing. And if you're sitting there going, you know what, I'm not sure, I don't feel blessed. I don't feel hashtag blessed. Well, if you don't feel hashtag blessed right now, being the blessing is how you get there. It's the pathway to the blessed life. Being the blessing is how you live a blessed life. Paul captured this in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. He said, remember this, whoever sows sparingly, he's talking about generosity and giving here. He said, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. 
Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You've heard, you reap what you sow. Yeah, it's in the Bible. <laughs> Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I said at the beginning, this is no manipulation, no hype. I'm inviting you to have fun with money. Let's have some fun with, with money. But if you feel manipulated, don't give. But when you give, give cheerfully. And it says, and God, I love this, I love this. God is able to bless you abundantly. So, so that, so that he will bless you abundantly. He's able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in what? Every good work. Be the blessing. He's blessed you to be the blessing. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Boy, there's a whole sermon there. We'll come back to it some other time. He says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Be the blessing. How do you participate? Well, it's really simple. After the service is over, I'm going to ask you to go to vineyardwheeling.com and click on Be the Blessing. And you can give and you can sign up to, to serve uh, and all of that right there. It's that easy. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, and I want to encourage you, again, to stretch yourself in generosity. So if you don't normally give to anything or give to the church and you're giving something and that's kind of a new practice for you, you're stretching yourself, that's awesome. If you typically give to the church, I wanna ask you to, with this Be the Blessing thing, not to just move your gift from that category over to the Be the Blessing category, but again, ask God, how much would you have me stretch in generosity for this Be the Blessing? And we'll give through the church to our community. We will let our light shine before men. We will be a city on a hill, and we will let our good deeds point people to our Father in heaven and give him the glory. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you have blessed us so much. Lord, I pray that you would just put on our hearts to share the abundance that you have poured into our lives. Even, even those of us that don't have a lot materially, Lord, we've been blessed in, in, in other ways. And Lord, I just pray that as a people, we would be really good at this and getting better every day. God, thanks for our community partners and the people who are doing such good work that we get to come alongside them and bless them and, and help them win. And Lord, thanks for, for the ability to play that role. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would bless this endeavor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us here at The Vineyard. It's our greatest desire to see you find and follow God, and we hope that this podcast has helped you do just that. For more video messages and content, make sure to visit our website, vineyardwheeling.com, or download our app. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time.